Motivational Growth, 2013, directed by Don Patrick. <laughs> the clock's ticking. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, oh, man. So here we are. It's been so long since we've recorded that I've forgotten how to record <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Welcome to our bi-annual podcast. Hey. <laughs> yes, oh, <laughs> what is the slowest podcast on earth in terms of release schedule? We might be oh. up there, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do any other podcasters release ones every like six months? Like we do. We should like we should we should just what release one for every season. Like this yeah. is our spring episode. We'll come back in summer. That's like a UK type thing where they do like one quiz show a year. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. us. There you go. It's just because they don't have a lot of gumption over there. And yeah. <laughs> Dang, <actually> wow. <laughs> they have those big British breakfasts. I've seen those. They have like <laughs> strange puddings and beans and mushrooms yeah. and sausage. Just eating blood. Yeah. <laughs> just just a bowl of blood. After a big blood breakfast, you just can't, you just can't you know, produce can't that much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Webster's Dictionary defines pretentious <laughs> as oh. att- attempting, oh, wow. att- <laughs> attempting to impress by affecting greater importance, talent, culture than is actually possessed. Oh. Wow. Who watched Motivational Growth? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Not that those two things are necessarily related. I no. mean, everyone should judge for themselves. But- yeah. Is it yeah. is it pretentious that we made predictions about this? <laughs> thinking yeah. that we even knew what would be in this? Actually, yes, a little bit. I feel like in hindsight, our our predictions were. I mean, I'm just going to say our predictions were optimistic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Jackie, what was your prediction? Oh man, I should have thought more uh, on this. I, I need to ditch the shovel prediction, but I want to see a shovel again or so- see someone using it. It's always Why? fun when it happens. Why do you want to see someone use a shovel? <laughs> <laughs> it's is fun it? when it happens. Is it, yeah. it, it was very common <laughs> in Reanimator. Combs yeah. and shovel is kind of, you know, his whole oh, yeah. scene in that movie. Well, the shovels have come back here and there, and I want to see a shovel. Yeah, but it's. I said I, I, I should pick something new for next time because we saw absolutely zero shovels. Mm. It's always my favorite when people <laughs> discuss a shovel. Like, hey, what was the movie? Hey, go get a shovel. Yeah. Death Falls. Death Falls. Uh, and then, no, Dead Man Walking. Dead Man Walking. Dead Man Walking. <laughs> was it both? <laughs> it might have been both. Has it but definitely movie? Dead Man Walking. <laughs> Yeah. I feel like there have Definitely. been multiple things though where it's like it cuts away and someone's been buried or someone's like dug something up and they just don't show the shovel and it's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. It shows how I like how our standards have fallen so low that we're just like <laughs> hoping to see a shovel. Just is our, give me a shovel, man. It's our greatest like aspiration. And even yeah. that is never fulfilled. Like it's, no, that's it sad. Yeah. yeah. Um I yeah, I went with whipping. Yeah. For the similar reason that we used to see lots of whips in these movies. Yeah. We saw yeah. Like, three movies in a row with whips. And it just hasn't happened yet. I didn't think it would happen this time, and it did not happen. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That would have been great. Yeah, I was I was trying to stick with my fire theme. Mm-hmm. I thought a human might be on fire. I know I wanted just fire and then, <laughs> and then I was pressed because fire is too generic. So I thought a human might be on fire. Mm-hmm. I specified even more to napalm fire. 
Okay, a, a television set explodes and there is a small explosion. <laughs> Not fire. Yeah, but we didn't yeah. see flames. But no. it is funny. It was that- sparks, right? Is an explosion yeah. fire? Are, are sparks fire? Are sparks fire? Silence. Just <laughs> it's, it's yeah, a, it's 20 a, minutes of silence. It's a thinker. Yeah. Leave a I comment do, below. <laughs> I mean, you did say a man on fire. That could be interpreted as the metaphorical kind of thing of someone being on a roll, being <laughs> yeah. on fire. Yeah. But unfortunately, right. I don't think anyone was on fire. <laughs> 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 I do love that yours was so like... Out, like it was like no, that's too vague. It needs to be specific. But even the vaguer, like even the most vague, it, it wouldn't have yeah. come true. No. Mm. I wanted some spe- specificity because I was concerned. Like if we saw a candle, I was like, does that really count as fire? Of course it is fire, but like that's well, not that what we had sense. in mind. Yeah. I think you said yeah. uncontrollable fire, and I think that <laughs> is like a, that's good. Yeah, that's what I might yeah. stick with in the future. Because I, I tried yeah, to I like go with that. Fireball that one time, and that guy. Oh yeah, that was ripped <laughs> apart. That was ripped to shreds. <laughs> I like, uh, I googled our sparks fire and I found an article and the, I love this sentence. It says, a spark is a very tiny yet very powerful object. Uh-huh. <laughs> <What>? oh. <laughs> Who knew? I would so, describe it as a phenomenon. It says mm-hmm. fire is a byproduct of a spark, but a fire is not a spark and a spark is not a fire. Well, yeah, you can't start okay. a fire. You can't start a fire without a spark. This gun's for hire, even if we're just dancing in the dark. It's wow. true. Oh, yeah. so deep. It's beautiful. Deep. <laughs> really not at all pretentious. Did you write that just now? <laughs> yeah, I <it> did. <laughs> From the boss. I know. I wanted someone to fall down some stairs, and there oh. weren't even stairs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Right. Stairs. No, yeah. Yeah. Stairs. no stairs. None. There's not much verticality in this film. No. No. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm going to say, like, whatever we say next, it it is on the the heels of disappointment of having no points earned. None mm-hmm. of our predictions came through. That yeah. might have colored our experience a little bit, but yeah, yeah. And I do want to preface this episode by saying that I know this movie is a lot of like staunch defenders out there. If you really like this film, maybe <laughs> maybe just don't listen to this episode <laughs> <laughs> because I think we're gonna just shit on it a lot. No, we're gonna talk about stuff we like too, like Jeffrey Cole. Yay! Well, I think that's an important thing to clarify. Yeah, is that this is a Combs podcast? Right? Yes, we love Combs. We're mm-hmm. here for Combs and Combs alone. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's that true. is that is all. Yeah. Sometimes the rest of it ends up being like a really pleasant surprise that we're like, hey. Everything other than Combs was also really great. And then sometimes we have, you know, we have thoughts. We have like some emotional yeah. reaction <laughs> that we have. Yeah. Things occur to me from time to time. Yeah. Also, yeah. this is the first time that halfway through a film I've actually Googled a pretentious definition. <laughs> <laughs> and then read the definition and been like, yes, that is exactly what I'm, I yeah. think this is. That's how I'm feeling. <laughs> like, <laughs> I could be wrong too, but I actually I feel like a lot of times Combs movies pass by really quickly. Yeah. Like especially the ones where he's in a lot of it. Like it's one thing if he is his character dies and we're kind of like, oh man, like the rest of the thing. But this was one that like it's an hour forty four, and I felt like that pacing was a little rough. Like there was yeah. definitely a yeah. point where we were all like, how much is left? And like, how yeah. long is this movie actually? Like it it did feel a little bit long. And again, that might be just because of the way we were approaching it. But yeah, there's um, 
I mean, I thought this, I think we all thought this, and I've seen this in reviews where people have said like, this feels like a college stage play or something. Like someone yes. wrote a stage play. I yes. think this actually would be a lot more fun to watch in person. Like, oh, really, 100%. Yeah. This is with a real actor saying everything, you know, and puppets and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It feels like a stage play that was then turned into a movie afterwards. I actually, yeah. I le- legitimately, if this were like a two set play mm-hmm. where it's like his apartment and the bathroom, mm-hmm. I think it would be so fun. Like, yeah. I think it would, and like doing some practical effects, I feel like I would have been completely sold. I still would have had, we're going to talk about it, I still would have had some issue. Like, there's some movies where a woman shows up on screen oh, and your reaction is like, oh no. <laughs> Not because <laughs> yeah. like we don't want to see the woman, but because you just immediately get the sense that like, I, I don't think I'm going to love the way the woman's portrayed or the yeah. way like this dynamic is going to be portrayed. Yeah. And that can always just be like, honestly, I find it to be a bummer. Yeah. 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 And this was pretty far in that direction. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, the protagonist, and I put protagonist in quotes, big quotes. Yeah. Like, you know, is, is a dude, a depressed dude with like not much going for him, you know? And like, I think you're supposed to sympathize or empathize with him. Mm. I think my biggest complaint or just biggest issue is that they never give you any real reason to sympathize with this character. And yeah. like, like I, I didn't like the main character. Like yeah. he's, he's depressed, which is not fun. You know, like you, you feel for people who are depressed, but like you need more than a depressed guy, you yeah, know, like, yeah. give, it, give us, give us a reason, like show what has happened to him in his past, uh, anything. We just need something to hold on to rather than just like yeah. going straight in with him being full on depressed. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so like, you know, when a woman enters the picture and she's immediately his love interest, like, yeah, it's like, Why? Yeah. yeah. What, what is she seeing here? Yeah. At least, like you know, when she does see something, show it to us. Like, yeah, is it something that he said? Is it something that he did? Like, show yeah, and it's us, like but you, it wasn't exactly. And I think you can kind of get away with it since the whole caveat is like any interaction he's had with her has been like a figment. Mm-hmm. So it's all like through his own brain. Yeah. But it's like I don't like your brain. <laughs> you know, yeah. and he's also like. He's just disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like we see him on the toilet taking a shit. Well, that's like, like the oh. first, that's like oh, in the first man. two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought that this would actually be like filthier and grosser. I, yeah. I expected yeah. more of that. And it starts off like that because again, like it starts off with this monologue, you know, he's talking about his depression. Now he hasn't left the house in 16 months or something. Every day is the same. Every day I wake up to find that absolutely nothing has changed. If it wasn't for the sores, I don't think I'd have a reason to get up at all. Anyway, it's usually noon by the time I roll my ass off the couch. I stopped setting my alarm sometime during the second week. And then he just like takes a shit. While it is necessary for all creatures to periodically excrete unneeded and potentially harmful substances for prim and proper metabolic maintenance, the impulse to indulge in this otherwise simple natural act serves as sort of a field test for people like me. And is yep. then like standing over the shit and is like, see that shit? That's life, man. Life is shit. We think a little differently when it comes to bowel movements because they are an expression of life. And life is hateful. Life is death and pain and anger and solitude and fury all wrapped up in a tricky little package and sold to you like you should really be into this shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
And while I agree with that sentiment. I was talking with Jackie and I was like, you know, it's not the same movie at all, but like Pixar's Up. You remember yeah. Up? Yeah. Like, you know, when they made that movie, they're like, well, the main character is a grumpy old man. He's like grumpy and nasty. Yeah. But, you know, the audience will not sympathize with just someone who's an asshole. So, like, in that case, like, they start off with just, like, the world's most depressing montage where you see exactly why he is like he is, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's an extreme example. It's extreme, yeah. They full on with, but it's like, extremely effective. Yeah. with this man. And, yeah, it was extremely effective. And I, I think this <laughs> yeah. film, I think this movie would be twice as strong if it started with something similar. Where just, something, like, anything. It's yeah. just, like, a one-minute montage of his life before his depression where you just see who he is. And, like, so then you feel bad for him. I mean, he even talks of, about yeah. his family that lent yeah, that um where he inherited the tv from like show his relationship with the family and show like what happened to that family because obviously they're not in the picture anymore like yeah. that's at least something <laughs> give, give us, something, us give us it <laughs> yeah because it feels like it tries to be really small but also like big in some way where there's yeah. like, a bunch of these little like micro cutscenes, like infomercials and exercise class but it's like use one of those for backstory mm-hmm. like it, yeah it feels like it, it would go a long way to helping you identify with the guy or feel sympathetic for him in some way. Or yeah. if you're not like, just have him be an unlikable character that we watch get completely like broken down. Mm-hmm. I feel like there was some of that, but I, I almost would have liked it if it was, and I'm trying to think there's another movie where a guy gets stuck in a, a rest stop bathroom Ooh. for the night. And oh, there's yeah. like a, it's called glorious. Yeah. <laughs> what a it's, great title for And there's like a, a someone stuck in a bathroom. Yeah, it's like there's a there's a, a glory hole in one of the things and it nice. turns out there's like an elder god that lives like beyond the glory hole in the next wow. hall. Yeah. Awesome. It's, and, but it's, it's great, great because in the beginning he's like broken down, he's been like broken up with, he's like on a drunken bender. It, yeah. it's it's really well done. And it's, And then he just he just gets more and more like it's like he's rock bottom and then it's just what's below rock bottom and he just gets like broken down over the course of the movie in this way that's like interest like you he's not super likable but it's kind of fun to watch him go through that and like how bad can it i thought that that's what this was going to do matt was also pointing out that there were some similarities between motivational growth and like um little shop of little shop yes of i was gonna say that yeah and yeah. it felt like it was almost trying to like put two things together that didn't fully meld or that what weren't fully developed because I felt like this movie wanted to be him just getting completely broken down. Like everything's stripped away. He's already in a bad place. And then how could it get worse? And yeah. then it felt like it was almost this like, Oh, but it's going to be this like love story too. And like this, like there's this woman who comes in yeah, and yeah. I just didn't. Well, like that's the that. difference between this like little shop of horrors. And this is like the stuff that happens to Seymour is real. Mm-hmm. It's like his yeah. own merits, you know, like, Audrey, Audrey and Audrey too kind of help him move his journey. But this guy, it's just like, it's all fake. You know, it just, none of it feels real. Yeah. yeah. Which is hard. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking the same, I was thinking very similar things where there's like a few obvious passes could have taken where like, you know, either he just like descends deeper and deeper and deeper and is like, is feeding the mold and the mold is getting stronger and he's losing himself, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or it's just a pure redemption arc kind of thing. But mm-hmm. uh, neither of those really happen and neither one really works because like the redemption doesn't really work because you don't know what he's redeeming, redeeming himself back to. Yeah. 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 Because again, like you don't know anything about this character at the end of the, even at the end of the film, you don't know anything about him except that he's depressed. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. yeah. And it's not for a lack of talking. 
Yo. Oh. <laughs> so, so not yeah. to go like plot by plot, but the beginning is very like it starts <laughs> on the TV. We're flipping through channels. We yeah. see this guy living in this like disgusting apartment. He's disgusting and unkempt and obviously yeah. like very, very depressed. And then it's like, I don't know, like that little shiver of like, ugh when a character starts like talking to you, like talking yeah. to the camera. Yeah. yeah talking yeah. to the camera. It can be done well, but so often like, and I just, I, I didn't love it in this. Cause again, he's like, he's not that interesting. I yeah. Thought. And it just goes on for a really long time. The, the problem is like the movie is trying to be mysterious. There's like interesting stuff that happens with like, Oh, what is real? What isn't? Yeah. It's almost like a David Lynch thing where like, it's a little creepy. Like, like it's almost like, it's like if you took Mulholland Drive and then just had someone <laughs> dare mono- you <laughs> mention Mulholland Drive <laughs> and then had someone monologue the entire time and yeah. like explain everything at, in like the most twee, cringy way you possibly could. Well, actually, yeah. like, well, show, like have like the cowboy show up and be like, "Oh, that was the cowboy. Did you see him?" <laughs> I'll probably see him again. <laughs> like, oh my god, well, shut up! If shut up. <laughs> well, if we're going to talk about Lynch, I think like a, a perfect a perfect analog is Eraserhead because like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think you've yeah. seen all of Eraserhead, but like the last half is just like him with the baby. <laughs> yeah, and there's actually like no dialogue. Yeah, it's just like the baby is crying. Mm-hmm. It's like the horrible yeah. sound effects are driving him nuts. Yeah, and like yeah. they really just let the imagery and the sounds get to you. Mm-hmm. Whereas this film, they fill every second with dialogue. Yeah, yeah, it was so much talking. They say, and Blue Oyster Cult will totally back me up on this, that 40,000 men and women die every day. <laughs> Being that there are only 1,444 seconds in any given 24-hour period, it seems seriously screwed up to me that I have failed so righteously at a task that the rest of the world seems perfectly capable of committing. Yeah, well, that's the thing with Eraserhead is like you start to empathize because you are just subject to like the clangs and the baby and the mm-hmm. creaks and all the kind of stuff. And it's like yeah. you are in the movie yeah. with him. And this one, I'm, <clears throat> I'm not in the movie with him. Yeah, it's – um, and hey, it's the cat. He's really like a lot right now. <laughs> We're using video chat software and a cat just walked right into frame. <laughs> Just, there he is. He just wants to be involved. He's well, he's like perfectly like he's like the third member of <laughs> your side of the podcast. Too. Yeah. Are we talking about Jeffrey Gomes? Hey, kiss. No, he's he sees you. Nice. Stop. Why is We're leaving all this in. It's <laughs> good content. Cat content. So, <laughs> so let's just establish some facts just in case. Imagine someone is listening to this podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so. The main character is named Ian Fowler. Oh. oh. I don't know if they're trying to do like fall over, like because he's like depressed and he's fallen over. Well, or if it's like, follower. And that's how he dies. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. shit. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Oh, sorry. <laughs> or <laughs> does he die? On. Oh, yeah. No, he does. He does. And just to give a quick synopsis of the film, like if you've seen the trailer, it's just like this depressed guy in his house and he's at wit's end. And then all of a sudden this mold starts to talk to him with the dulcet tones of Jeffrey Combs's voice. Yes. Yep. Which and was the best part of the movie. The oh, only, yeah. of course. Gaming oh yeah. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> Don't do that. Jack. Don't do that again. I'm sorry. What? 
You interrupted the mold. That's not copacetic, Jack. And like when I when we entered this film, I thought it might just be like a gross, like a gross mm. out, like yeah. nasty start to finish. I was expecting yeah. like I was hoping like lots of goo. Yeah, him like turning into mold over time, which yeah. kind of happens, but happens very suddenly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's one obvious route the film could have taken, <laughs> just like almost like the fly, like the, the Jeff Goldblum fly, where he's just like getting grosser over time. Yeah, that's. I mean, I yeah. honestly, I think I did have certain expectations in my head that mm-hmm. I was just like, this would be fun. Like, this is where it was going to go, and I didn't think that I was going to have to watch a character like strain to poop. <laughs> yeah. on screen for a few minutes while he yeah. talked to me and i just like i i want to watch his like skin start to fall off his body yeah. yeah yes like that's what i'm here for yeah i thought it was gonna be like a what's it jordy jordy virgil is that the it's creep show oh uh the jordy oh, something yeah, yeah yes yeah. that's a yeah. Stephen king one where he yeah. plays that guy I thought that that was more. <laughs> yeah. I thought that that was going to be more of like an influence than it yeah. actually felt like. Yeah, it was. yeah, for sure. Oh, so, man. if we want to talk about plot just a little bit, so we can get back into into the, the substantive <laughs> yeah. we discussion, cannot, we cannot go plot. By we're not plot, we're not man. doing plot by plot, but yeah. but yeah. here's how it starts. He's depressed. He's talking to the camera about how he's been depressed. He hasn't left the house for sixteen months or something. Mm. Yeah. Um, he goes to the bathroom and takes a shit. <laughs> yeah. And he talks about how life is shit. <clears throat> yeah. And that's another thing I don't like about the film is like he's supposed to be depressed, but like it's a very unrealistic kind of teenagerish view of depression. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like real depressed people are apathetic. And like the looking at the camera and saying, Life is shit, man. That's not what really that's not actually what depressed people say. You know yeah, I mean? exactly. He had a lot of energy to talk about how depressed he is. And I'm yeah. like, I don't remember that when I was really depressed. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember nothing feeling like anything. And I yeah. mean, maybe there were so much words. And so I feel like yeah. I missed some of that. Did he talk at all about like what he did for work or how he afforded to just stay at home? Like he had groceries delivered. It was yeah. one of those that I was like, that could have been an opportunity to build in like a little bit of who he was to give some context yeah. and also just explain. Cause at some point I was like, wait, why, how, how is he yeah. just, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. He mentions like he had a job and I think he, but he doesn't really get too deep into it. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they're like the, his landlords, like trying to get him to pay rent and stuff like yeah. that. So I guess it might just be like savings that are running out, but all of that felt like something that just, it made it feel like very like one um, dimensional. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. But to walk through the plot a little bit. So he, after the shit, I think, I think it's immediately after the shit. It is. Oh, yeah. His TV breaks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. His TV, he's named it Kent. Kent. Kent, Kent the TV. It's essentially the inciting incident of yeah. the movie. Yeah. And after that, he decides to kill himself and he mixes ammonium bleach in the bathtub all while talking to the camera. And Every- explaining in detail about the ammonium bleach and how it works. Yeah. To make himself sound more smart. If you mix two parts common household bleach and one part sulfuric acid, you get chlorine gas. Boosh. Chlorine gas was widely used during the First World War as a biological contaminant to kill people. Lots of people. If sulfuric acid isn't immediately available, you can probably make do with any common ammonia-based glass cleaner. A film, yep. like they, they could have showed him just like, you know, walking to the bathroom and you have to piece together what's happening. But no, he's describing every step he mixes those in the bathtub and then like he tries to kill himself, but the fumes are getting stuck in a vent. He tries to unclog the vent. And he falls down and hits his head. It's- 
And when he wakes up, the mold is talking to him. Yes. And that's when the whole film hey. that's when the whole film takes off is like when the mold is talking to him. Yeah. Good morning, sunshine. Welcome back to the land of the living. Oh. Oh, what the Christ happened? You okay, Buckaroo? You still in orbit? And now we can just talk about whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the mold. Yeah. Because I actually, I don't even know what I was really picturing. I did not think it was going to be kind of anthropomorphized. Like, I didn't think yeah. it was going to actually have a form and like a little mouth. And I did, I did like that. Again, like something I could see on a stage play being really yeah. fun. It's yeah. A little puppet. I love the little puppet, actually. Yeah. No, the puppet's yeah. so nice. Like, yeah. I, yeah. Thank, thank goodness they did not make the CGI because, I mean, it yeah. would have been so much worse. I, yeah. I love the little puppet. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Pu- oh, puppet. I thought it was just makeup on Combs. <laughs> I was like, he's, un- he's unrecognizable as the mold. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, he spent like eight hours a day just like lying down with just his Ooh. face, like all made up. Huddled in a corner. <laughs> you, know, Although, you know Combs would do it. He would. He would. He, would. he steps up when, you know, when asked for that kind of stuff. Yeah. So. Well, now like he's... in the makeup chair, he's like, can do. Sorry, no. Well, now that you say that, I want to see an alternate version of this film where, like, it is Combs' head just poking yes. out of the ground. Yeah. With his yeah. gray makeup on it, and he's just, like, under oh, the set, you know? I wish. Yeah, that would have been a killer. Yeah. yeah. Excuse us. I, f- I feel like every time... Yeah. The cat. <laughs> so I'm feel- gonna- Sorry, sorry. You go first. Well, I was just going to say, every time I feel like we see Combs in a movie, I just want to say the iconic line, hey, there he is. Hey! Hey. But since he wasn't actually in it, we could yeah. only hear him. Yeah. I thought it was appropriate to be like, "Hey, here he is." Yeah. <laughs> a little, you know, A G A R. Yes, thank oh, you, Catherine, so... the linguist. <laughs> it's very important. That's all I got. It's, it was great. Thank you. Yeah. What was I going to say? Oh, just to do a huge spoiler right off the bat. <laughs> yeah. Everyone who's listening to this has probably seen the movie. You know. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Turns out, I think he did die. With the chlorine gas thing. And yeah. so yeah. the rest of the film is all just like him in limbo, like before he progresses to the his final afterlife, whatever, you know? Yeah. yeah. Which I guess kind of redeems some of the worst parts of what happens because it's like, yeah. well, it's all in his head. It's not real. Still, yeah. we had to watch it. We still have to watch it. <laughs> I, that's how I feel too. It's like, you have to almost justify why we're spending so much time in his head because I don't yeah. love it there. Like, I don't love yeah. the way he sees the world. Yeah. So, yeah. and it's, it, he ultimately does, even though he's dead, seem to get like what he wants out of everything. And that yeah. I felt unsatisfying. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So again, like, at the end of the film, like he ostensibly goes to heaven because he, he leaves the apartment, you know, and this has all been the afterlife after he died in the bathroom. Yeah. But again, yeah. like I'm not saying I want him to go to hell, but like we didn't, we don't like this character because he's, done nothing good the movie's given yeah. us nothing even, to grab onto there's even yeah. scenes where like a delivery person like delivers his groceries and she's like can i have a tip and he's like no right next to the 15.8 percent gratuity reminder please leave that's fair yeah and then she even comes again and yeah, she comes he multiple doesn't times give her a, a tip, tip. Yeah. yeah he does nothing to earn his redemption at the end but no. yeah yeah 
And he's, um, well, I just, so the, I do love like one of the first things that Jeffrey Combs is mold yeah. is like the mold would say you're nearly enlightened. And then he's like, how much did I inhale of the chlorine gas? And he's like, too much, not nearly enough. The mold would say you're nearly enlightened at a precipice, a turning point. And the mold heard you on the horn, you know. The mold thinks you're making a mistake. I think talking to the grime is a mistake. I think thinking the grime is talking to me is a mistake. How much of that shit did I inhale? Too much. Not nearly enough. Hmm. And it's funny, but it's also like, I feel like those parts of a movie where you're just trying to figure out what's going on. And then it's starting to like, it's everything is being said in this like mysterious way. And I'm like, no, I just want to, I just want some context of like, what's actually happening. And then it was like that too much, not nearly enough. You're like, Oh, okay. So he's dead. Like yeah. this is all yeah. everything from this moment takes place in his head. But my issue with those is I'm always just like, so there's no stakes. Like mm-hmm. it literally yeah. does not matter. The only thing that matters is like whether or not he gets like some sort of redemption. And I just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't yeah. care. Yeah. yeah. Uh. And again, it's different if you really want this character to pull through, you know, yeah. but but you kind of, I, I didn't. Maybe other people do who watch the film. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh, well, <man. clears throat> some other stuff about the film that just right off the bat, which I found kind of funny, or like it's an ultra widescreen. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Like, even on a 169 television, it's like Ben Hur ratio. Yeah, it was like. Two point three five to one or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. We'll do it to a widescreen, which is really funny for a film where it's just a guy in his shitty apartment. Yeah, like so yeah, we're, we see two locations: his living room and his bathroom. It could have been an yeah. ironic yeah. choice by the director, but like, <laughs> yeah, in terms of like filmmaking, you typically use that type of resolution or sorry, ratio to show like wide vistas, which is why like Ben Hur comes to mind because like it has the coliseum yeah. scene and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. and then like if you want to get the downside of that of that ratio is like you can't get close to the character at all. It's impossible. Yeah. Yeah. When you're dealing with one singular character and guess yeah. what? That's what like most of the film. Is. Yeah. Cause you can't, yeah. you can't do, you literally can't do a close up in that ratio because then they just can't fill a frame because yeah. the frame is this like really shallow yeah. rectangle, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I thought that we were actually going to use like, use the ratio for something like, I don't know, both of like the mold and him on other sides, like having, a conversation like that way, but yeah. I don't even feel like there was much of that. Yeah. Uh, again, it seems showy <laughs> for the point showy for no reason Yeah, yeah to, to get mean again. Like I was, talking, <laughs> I was talking about the pretentious <laughs> definition and that is like the most pretentious thing you could do. Yeah. It's just like, be like, I'm going ultra, ultra, ultra widescreen. Cause this is a movie. I'm making a fucking movie. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm oh making, my God. Yeah. Sh- should we make a movie that's like, <laughs> one by like 40 yes. it's just like the sliver <laughs> yeah i like it I really the like most it. pretentious <laughs> yeah. it's just monologue after monologue after yeah. monologue every new character monologue yeah yes oh, let's do it it's just All like right. we're just watching like a, a vibrating line it's just like kind of <laughs> And all you could hear are the monologues. It kind of looks like your TV's broken, but you're like, no, this is how it's supposed to look. (laughs) (laughs) You can tell because they're monologuing. Um, I want to talk about what Jeffrey Combs as the mold wants. Mm -hmm. Like, and I also just, one of my, I did like the joke where he would call him mold. And every time Jeffrey like would be like the mold. Mold. The mold. The mold. 
Yeah. <laughs> he wanted to be yeah. referred to as the mold. I like that too. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah. So, one thing I never got is, well, you just mentioned it. What is the mold? Because, okay, the mold starts to talk to Ian. The mold calls him Jack. It's kind of, I think it's just, I don't know if there's more to it than a joke. He's like, listen, Jack. And he's like, my name's yeah. Ian. It's like, I was All right, like Jack. thinking it's a shining reference too. Could be. Yeah. It's like guy it locked up in a place kind of going crazy. I don't know. I could see it. I don't yeah. understand the mold's motivations exactly, actually. I don't know if it's like if the mold actually is supposed to be holding him back in this limbo because the mold wants him to self-improve. And like he says that, he, like he wants, you know, he wants Ian to kind of like improve himself and get out in the world. Let's you and the mold get something daisies, okay? The mold is here to help you, Jack. The mold wants to get you back onto your feet. The mold wants to get you rooked right ways on the stick, locked, loaded, and ready I'm for I'm sorry. Action. I have no idea what you're saying. And he even wants Ian to get with Leah, like the, the love interest that appears later on. Mm. Yeah. But then he like very suddenly also becomes evil <laughs> and seems to want the opposite of those things. Yeah, yeah. because it makes sense. Yeah. Like the clearest intentions for a mold would be to spread. So yeah. he's doing all these things. He's getting Ian to do all these things to him. Like that will help the mold spread. And he's like, the mold is everywhere. You know, it exists everywhere now. But Jack, the mold is everywhere. But if we're living in like a metaphorical world that doesn't actually exist because he's dead, what is that? What is the mold? Yeah, that's a great question. Yeah. Well, and they would just be kind of confused. Like one of my favorite lines that I still don't understand. I think that the mold was upset that the door to the apartment was open because it was getting cold and maybe that would kill it. Interesting. But he says the mold's about two shakes from totally frosted right now. <laughs> the mold's about two shakes from totally frosted right now. Yeah. <laughs> just like, it's one of those lines that you're like, no, please just tell me what's going on. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I was wondering what, yeah. Like, is he high? Is that what he's saying? Like, frosted? Frosted? Yeah. I, I think know. frosted is angry. Oh, okay. I'm not I sure, thought it meant though. cold. I thought it meant like, but because yeah, like molds you... flourish and warm. Yeah. But like, honestly, yeah. he could. The mold could say anything, and as long as it's in Jeffrey Combs's voice, I'm going to be like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Very like true. I feel like I'm like the mold's dialogue was better than everyone else's dialogue, which I think was true, mm-hmm. but it was also delivered by Combs, and I yes. think that just makes it better. Imagine this movie without Jeffrey Combs. No, no. no. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of the dialogue, like it just feels like a lot of the dialogue is written in an effort to impress the audience with its intellectualism. You yeah. know, what yeah. I mean? yeah. Like it's yeah. not advancing any character arcs mm-hmm. or fleshing out any characters. It's these kind of vagaries that you know sound intellectual. Recognition of self worthlessness process. It seems one finds it easier to question the things that uh, a normal, healthy citizen might take for granted. And that's. Well, so I also think that there's almost a a danger of having Jeffrey Combs in your movie because he just like eats up and spits out his dialogue. It's so great. Every like line reading is really interesting and fun. Come here, Jack. My name is Ian. The mold knows Jack. And then I'm going to say that like I used to want to be an actor. And this reminds me of like how I would deliver lines. Like some of the I'm not trying to like put down the actors I'm saying, but it almost is like a level of acting where you can like picture them like running and memorizing their lines. There's just not quite like this naturalness. It felt, it felt a little like local theater style 
like not not the best actors, yeah. but they're like trying really hard and they're doing a good job. But when you comp- when you have that up against Jeffrey Combs, like yeah. it really brings it into like sharp relief. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think part of the issue too is just most of the dialogue is very unnatural because again, it's he's talking to the camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone's talking to the camera or just kind of like soliloquizing or monologuing. Yeah. yeah. It's um, also a very unnatural way everyone's interacting with each other. Like when the delivery lady comes by, she like enters the house and like she comments on all of his stuff. This whole place looks amazing. When I was here a few days ago, it was a total hole, you know? I'm impressed. Why are you talking? Well, I was thinking, you got a metric fuck ton of grow more. And what can only be described as a weird load of yeast and dude pills and all types of crazy stuff. I come over here now and your place looks like something out of a Better Homes and Hobags and I'm just blown the fuck away by how uncreepily creepy your life must be. They both get very personal with each other, which is not how that sort of, you know, social interaction goes. Yeah. Everything's yeah. handled in a very like twee kind of like... Oh, I'm being I'm being so belly and like oh, I, oh what's going well only on? the women the women of I, course I guess yeah. well yeah. And even the protagonist like just over explains everything I don't know it's the movie <laughs> we should say like the movie is basically just like he's in his apartment the whole time and a series of characters come in and talk for a long time. Yep. And sometimes they're saying what they're doing. Sometimes they just kind of deliver monologues. Well, like the women specifically, mm-hmm. you could explain it as it's how the character sees women. Yeah. But I, I, it's still problematic. Everything feels really unnatural and kind of odd. Like the, yeah, it feels like the delivery person's almost coming onto him. She keeps like trying to shake his hand or like at one point when he's cleaned up, like refuses to leave the apartment. And it's, it it's weird. Like it just doesn't feel like any woman would ever act this way under any yeah. circumstances. And then, yeah. Can we just talk about Leia? Cause yes. So he watches his neighbor through his peephole when she mm. walks by every day. And then when he gets cleaned up and his life in order, he starts doing it obsessively, like timing when she comes and goes 10, 16, 10, 16, 10, 16, 10, 16, 16. He starts setting an alarm so that he can like watch her. And then she figures out that he's watching her. So she starts like smiling back. And then she decides to like knock on the door to confront him, but in this flirtatious way that just, it was so weird. Also, I wanted a face to go with the ad guy's eyeball. I figured we can work out the name to face ratio disparity at a future date. I can't, uh, I can't. I need to get back to my routine. You have a great day. You'll see me tomorrow, okay? Uh, yeah, like yeah. that is not the reaction of a woman who was being watched. Like, yeah. not a real, like it yeah. just doesn't feel like a real person at all. I, like I've been in that situation. And when I, like if I ever had the opportunity to actually like see the guy, I wanted to beat the shit out of him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, I mean, that's where you, like, start changing your, you don't, you, like, realize someone's doing that and you change your schedule so that you don't have to deal with that. Because, like, that's just not, like, oh, this is going to be, Jackie, you called it a meat gross. (laughs) I'm really like, and that's what it is. It just makes you feel gross. Like, no. Yeah, instead of a meat cute, meat gross. (laughs) Man, that is not a an okay way to meet someone. No. Like, I think, like, the worst feeling I had watching this film 
was not seeing him poop or seeing him eat mu- eat and vomit <laughs> or seeing him just like vomit up green shit. The worst feeling I had was just like seeing him look at the people and seeing the woman like in that angelic white light. Yeah. As soon as you see that once, you say, oh shit, like that's where the film is going. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. Like she's gonna like, we're supposed to sympathize with him as he like tries to get with her. Even though he's yeah. like so disgusting, he's like doesn't deserve her yeah. at all. <laughs> like Yeah, literally not a single redeeming quality has been set up. And then yeah, she's exactly. set up as like the prize that he's gonna win. Exactly. Yeah. Almost too for like cleaning like doing the bare minimum of like cleaning up after himself. Well, that's the yeah. shocking thing. I mentioned earlier that like one of the routes this film could have taken is him just like sinking deeper and deeper into the shit, you know, yeah. like yeah. at the insistence of the mold and like trying to break free of the mold's influence. But it's kind of the opposite where we, we skipped a bunch of scenes where like a, there's like a guy named box the ox who comes in who wants his rent money he's kind of like a thug he mm. talks for a long time for some reason mm. yeah recently i went to visit little randall in the stony lonesome you know what he says what he- shut up you know what he says he says there's old box the ox come to visit his big brother in the bucket there's another tv repair guy who comes in and he's really creepy and licks the television yeah and they talk for a long time for some reason. Your set's dead, pal. You licked my TV. Tubes fried. You licked Kent. You're not going to find a replacement for this old thing. With your tongue. You considered plasma? I don't even know what that is. You don't need to know what it is. You just need to know that you need it. I'm not sure that I do. Yeah. But then, like, he talks to the mold again. Like, the only character development we don't see, which is amazing. Like yeah. there's so much dialogue that's wasted space. Yeah. And then he literally like shaves himself, cleans his apartment and like becomes a new person kind of like off camera. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, that's the only part of the film that we should be seeing. Yeah. Um, I mean, they show little yeah. bits of it, but like it doesn't get the time that it deserves. So it starts off and he's bearded and like has like big pimples and is disgusting. And his apartment is literally full of garbage, like floor to ceiling. And then all of a sudden it's all cleaned up. Yeah. And yeah. So it's the opposite arc that I was expecting, where it's like, oh, he's cleaned up because of the mold. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's when you start to know, like, obviously it's fake because, like, he doesn't leave the apartment. So where would it, where did he put all the trash? Like, there's just things that like don't match up, which would be okay if this is all then like a hallucination of like a dying brain or whatever. But it yeah. I, it just never goes far enough in either direction. Yeah. For me. I guess that's one thing I don't quite understand is like when in some of that stuff we skipped over, like there is like uh, the TV repairman who licks the thing <laughs> uh, right before that. We get it. I think our first animated part oh, where it's yeah. like an eight bit animation or whatever. Yes. And yeah. the mold shoots this kind of green acid stuff on Ian. Oh yeah. And then we cut after that, the TV repairman comes and then Ian, I think for the first time throws up his acid stuff on the <laughs> TV guy. <laughs> Which, to me, he's seemingly feeding that TV guy to the mold. Yeah. But if he's dead already, like, is this actually happening? Yeah. Like, what's that all about? How is the mold actually growing from it? Yeah. Well, that's the very little shop of horrors feeling thing. We're like, yeah. mm-hmm. that's a direction the film could have taken. We're like, he's feeding these people to the mold and the mold grows each time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, that yeah. is the thing kind of that Audrey too is like almost promising Seymour too. It's like, I will bring you success. You know, the flower yeah. shop gets popular. He gets the girlies lusted after like all of this type of stuff where that's exactly what the mold is promising him is he's going to take him to successville. Going where? To successville, Jack. Successville. 
you know, and like he's going to write his life and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. well, I thought that's what they were setting up because that's also that's Little Shop of Horrors. Like Audrey too fixes all the problems of his life that he can't mm. fix himself, yeah. and then there's the point where all those problems are gone and she's still hungry. So like, what else? is she going to eat of his life that now like he doesn't want to give up? I thought that that was kind of where it was going to go, but it's not even like box. The ox doesn't get eaten. Does he? I don't even remember. I don't think, I don't so. think he does. I, I think he just I shows he up just, twice. Yeah, and then yeah. he just yeah. leaves two times. He just don't see <laughs> yeah. again. Um, well, yeah. talking about the eight bit um, animation scene, it's a, I, I think we all talked about this when we were watching it, but it's really strange that they didn't integrate the video game aspect more into the character. Cause we yeah. see him with this, like they said it was from the sixties television. Yeah. yeah like 64. Yeah. And like, it's such a curved screen where like, you wouldn't really want to play video games on it. And he doesn't, I think all you see is like an ad for a video game on it ever, yeah. but not oh, like an yeah. ad. You don't see him actually playing a video game. So it's just very jarring that like so much of the movie leans into this like eight bit video game aesthetic, especially with the music. Yeah. The music yeah. throughout is like this eight bit stuff. Which isn't bad. It just doesn't fit. Yeah. It just yeah. kind of feels like a gimmick when it doesn't really tie to anything. It's so strange because like, they could have made him like be playing video games. Why yeah. wasn't he like yeah. depressed yeah. playing video games instead of depressed just watching like random TV stuff? Yeah, there's there's zero yeah. video game stuff throughout the movie except for the you know the soundtrack. Yeah, and then the eight bit. So what what is it doing there? And like exactly. the, re- the reason is like the writer director is associated with a video game publisher. Oh, is he? Well, that's like you could. That's something you could have done in the beginning. Is be like that's his backstory. He's a game developer, and shit fell apart, and he's sworn off developing games. He's sworn off playing games, but they still exist in his subconscious. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah he, really, he released a game that just like everyone hated it. And yeah. It was buggy. And yeah. Like it's, and it he drives spent him. lots of time on it. And he's lots depressed. of money. And yeah. Well, he's like a black sheep. In and the here's industry. you tie it in. I would. I would have this just be like. If you're going to even, it's slightly pretentious, but have this be his descent into hell. Have like every scene that happens, every person that comes, like every situation is kind of going deeper and deeper into hell because he wasn't a good person. He died. And like, now these are like kind of the repercussions for all of the decisions he made. And you could have it mirror the video game. And like the, and the mold is just like Virgil, like leading Dante through hell. That's a really good idea. I even think of movies like, you know, I was going to say Scrooged, like the Bill Murray yeah. one. Yeah. Where it's just like him being punished for like, you know, his like transgressions, you know, yeah. over the course of a night, yeah. which is kind of like, as you mentioned, it kind of feels like that's one of the ways this movie could go. Mm. But like yeah. characters like Box the Ox, like they don't really tie into his past besides the fact that he just like owes rent on his apartment. <laughs> like it's, yeah. such, it's such a superficial he's thing. He's being to, pushy yeah. about it, but like not, not. Yeah. physically like at least he's like oh, yeah. okay i'll come back later he threatens him, but that's it yeah and it's like, an outside yeah. stressor that doesn't have much stakes or tension or yeah. importance replace boxy ox with like you know someone from his previous job that the job yeah. that he like stepped away from and now he like owes money and he left the job and he left the company in a shit place you know yeah, yeah. yeah. that at least builds out his backstory and the same with the tv repairman and the same with the second 
TV repairman. <laughs> it's a film with two TV repairments. Yeah. One yep. funny thing is, like as we mentioned, like there's so much video game imagery and music, but there's no video game uh, like integration in the themes or storyline. But yeah. the one thing that is integrated is like old television stuff, which I think we kind of glossed over. Yeah. Like during the opening credits, we see just like a ton of fictional TV shows. Chasing a terrible alien outlaw from deep space. He's not human. It's reading so up the shark. And like, so I guess he's like a TV guy. He just watches TV all day. One thing that's, it's a stupid complaint, but it does drive me nuts is like, he watches on this vintage TV set, which has a little round screen. Mm. But then whenever they show the TV, uh, whenever they show the TV shows, like since the film is an ultra, ultra widescreen, they use the full ultra widescreen. Yeah. And they, they put this I didn't really, even notice that. It's funny because most of the film looks fine. It looks good. Like it's, it's, you wouldn't think twice about it. Yeah. But then all of these scenes where they're trying to emulate like an old TV show really fall apart. Cause like yeah. they slap this like scan lines over it and they slap this like dirty lens effect over it. Yeah. It's just, it's very cheaply done. It looks like shit. And like well, the and aspect it's like that, ratio. Yeah. Exactly. Like that effect is the same on everything, whether it's an old TV, old TV show, a video game ad, a like nineties infomercial or like an eighties jazzercise thing. It's like yeah. the same kind of low opacity kind of splat effect. Nearly. Like, yeah. yeah. I think tell it's just like a JPEG that's been like some opacity has been put on it. So yeah. yeah. An effect. Mm. If yeah. you're trying to do, if you're trying to do that, you really have to actually just like transfer it to VHS and then film the VHS. Yeah. You just have to, is yeah. how it works. Yeah. Wait, did you say something about the sound too? Like how? The oh, sound not not was? yet. Oh man, yeah. It was <laughs> in those parts. It was like it was weird. It was in really hard to hear. Officer Zygor, alien cop. He doesn't get it, Officer Zygor. I know it, good buddy. He's still all twisted in the noodle. But what is it that I don't get? And it felt like a deliberate choice, but then. It all, it was almost like well then why even why even have sound if it's just like yeah. really muted and it sounds like it's in a tunnel. I, well, I, I think that's something about the movie too. It's like technically it's pretty good. You know, it's like yeah. stuff looks good. There's fast cuts. It's well lit in parts, all that kind of stuff. But there's no heart to it. Yeah. So it's like it feels very superficial or like plastic in a way. Like all yeah. all the cutaways and stuff. They don't. I don't know. There's no. I know it's all done by hand but doesn't feel like there's any DIY-ness like to it yeah 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 that's disappointing again like the reason I kept bringing bringing up the pretension part is like it really does feel like a lot of the script and decisions were like the director trying to make themselves seem either smart or deep or or like Mm -hmm. you know like making some like important connections like with uh, the afterlife. Yeah. And when, he was just yeah. doing it in a way of just like over explaining well, everything. It's doing yeah. it in a way that sacrifices entertainment. Yeah. That's yeah. Like, yeah. There is really not much of a story here at all. The only real story is just like him going after the girl. And yeah. like, Which, this is a classic yeah. where it's like you, the character seemingly needs to learn something. Like you were saying Scrooge, like yeah. what is the thing that mm-hmm. is holding the character back that they have to learn, that they have to like come to terms with to allow themselves to like, but there's not anything in this. Yeah. Like he doesn't change fundamentally. He doesn't really have anything that he actually like accomplishes that he's like, okay, this is, it just is kind of like, it's time for the movie to end. So he he goes outside and seemingly is like kind of rewarded with the neighbor girl who with the who's not 
even clear if she's real or not. Cause she seems to be a real person, a real woman, but then like in his fantasy, she's obviously not. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, <laughs> sorry. It's just a really nitpicky thing. Yeah. Just naming her Leia. It feels yeah. like something out of a Kevin Smith movie. Like we're, anyone who's written a screenplay is guilty of naming a character after a character they really like yeah. in something, but naming the love interest Leia in a very nerd focused movie is it's it's really it's too much it's like <laughs> it's, yeah. it's like if his name is goku or something <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so that's distracting <laughs> yeah. but just to spoil the whole film start yeah. to finish well you mentioned like he has to learn something right yeah. like that's what has to happen what happens is like the film progresses he cleans up Leia comes over. They actually do strike up a romance, kind of, for yeah. no reason, which we'll t- I'm yeah. sure we'll talk about this more. What happens then? They become irresistibly attracted to one another. They go wild with passion to show their love for one another. They dance. Dance? Yeah. They dance. The mold kills Leia, like, instantly. Like, bah, right? Yeah. That's right, sweet tits. Yeah. I think you could have found something bigger. He passes out and then he wakes up again and then he just kind of steps outside. So like he didn't, the only thing he learned was just to like not listen to the mold. Yeah. Yeah. Which I guess if, you know, if the mold is literally a sign of decay, I guess that makes sense. But, but it's like, it's because it took like the one, the one thing he wanted, which was a a person. (laughs) Yeah. That he wanted, for, but and so I. That was the part too that he watches her every day. She can tell because it's like dark, and then there's this man's eye. She describes it as like I just see your eye watching me every day. So I wanted to tell you to stop. Hi, my name is Leia. I just think you should know that if you're going to be door stalking me. I, w- I wasn't. I, I don't. I don't know how. Whenever you look through your people, it goes from light dark a guy's eyeball looking through it i follow a very specific routine and it seems that you do too i just thought it would be meaningful for you to have a name to go with the face also i wanted a face to go with the odd guy's eyeball and then my most hated thing she comes back and she's like you stopped and i realized i actually missed it look i know i may have come off a bit on the aggressive side yesterday i thought if i weirded you out a little bit you might not want to doorstop me as much but when you stopped i felt even weirder weirder still is when i realized i liked it a lot you staring at me i don't hey this is good i'm the creepy one now or even Steven. Like, mm-hmm. I really liked being creeped on by my disgusting neighbor. Yeah. And so, like, now <laughs> I'm here to be, like, and just, like, takes... Uh, he vomits on her? Yeah. And she's like, that's fine. Ian. Ian. No, not you. Not you. No, Calm down. No, no, it's okay. No, it's okay. <laughs> What have you been eating? No, no problem. <laughs> let me like get out of these vomity yeah. clothes. Yeah, let like, me get topless. Clothes. Yeah, yeah. With so, my you kids. Can, so you can hand me a new shirt. Yeah, and it yeah. was like I actually think her death, if handled correctly, could have been really shocking and like kind of funny and fun. Like she gets sucked under the sink by the mold, yeah. and there's just this spray of blood. Like it was almost there. It was almost I could I could really see the potential in that where you're just like what the fuck? But the way it happens, I'm still just like, okay, so she's 
creeped on and then she decides she likes it. That's that's the fundamental thing that we're going with. Like, oh. And she is also the mold. She like, is there's also a part where she slips up and yeah. calls him Jack. Yeah. Yeah. Right before she dies. So it's like she's just a figment created by the mold. Yeah. yeah. You're like, all right. I came to your front door after a few days of being gawked at. Tried to blow your mind up. And that's it? That's it, Jack. What did you just say? I said, that's it. But what is... It, it doesn't make any sense. It, it starts to <laughs> fall it really apart doesn't if you make, think about it at all. It really doesn't make any sense because, again, like, the ultimate resolution is he just, like, goes through the cycle a second time and this time doesn't listen to the mold. But then he still just goes outside and talks to her. Yeah. And he still yeah. learned that because of the experiences that he had from the mold. So yeah. I I really don't know really what the, yeah, no. what the thought was there. I don't know. I don't and, know. and she is the definition of the manic pixie dream girl too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like it's so cringy when like you have the horrible protagonist yeah. who of course like feels like he is owed like the funny conventionally attractive girl who like – she never not smiles, nothing but smiles. Like yeah. literally, yeah. I don't think she, there's probably not one frame where she's not smiling, you know? Yeah. yeah. There's, yeah. A, there's a whole part where she, he's like trying to, trying to let her in the house or she comes mm-hmm. over, but he's like, keeps closing the door on her to like yell at the mold and like, does it like three or four times. And then she's finally like, are you going to let me in or not? And you're like, yeah. What? No, no person. I guess maybe that's the molds version of a person. Yeah. But that I don't, that nah. is something, but I just again like they don't do it enough. That I yeah. like the idea that that's the mold working on him, but then it rips it away. Like it just doesn't really fall. It just doesn't really. I don't. Yeah. yeah. The other thing that I did like that I thought had potential was like the mold has him put all of these holes in the wall. Yeah. And then that's like when the delivery woman, who is also just a very bizarre character, refuses to leave and is watching TV, like this dart comes out and just darts her and then like kind of does like a fungal spray all over her and just kills her. Hey, hey, wake up. Please wake up. Like that was fun, but it was just... uh, Okay, like... Well, what pissed me off there is actually that's bad CGI. If you look carefully, like like the dart that hits her in the neck is like a JPEG. Uh, yeah. Then, I didn't notice it. And then the very next scene, he's like dragging her and like there's no more dart in her neck. Oh yeah. It's like, oh, at least like put a little something, like paste something to her neck for God's sakes, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For Come God's on. sakes, paste something to her neck. <laughs> yeah. That's all we're asking for. Even yeah. if it's like a, a nerf dart or something. Come on. And this is another female character where like she's way too bubbly and smiley for no reason. Yeah. He is repulsive and does not <laughs> and has done nothing to deserve any sort of romance that we've seen. Yeah. yeah. But like she's basically just like shoving herself into his life, you know, where she's yeah. like sitting yeah. on his couch and turning on his TV and like, let's watch TV together, you know. Even if it's yeah. not like flirt, she's not fully flirtatious, yeah. but she's interest she's really interested in him in a way that makes absolutely no sense. Like, it makes no sense. Like, no, she wouldn't. Yeah. Oh yeah. When she comes back, she's like touching him. She's like, this place looks great. Despite like the walls being just like water stained, <laughs> yeah. everything's gray and brown. She's like, it looks wonderful. You look sexy. And he's like, eh. that's one funny oh, thing yeah. about the, so there's like, yeah, this montage in the middle where he cleans up the apartment. He like, it goes from trash to like nice, hmm. but I don't know if it's purposeful or not. I don't think it is, but like they just didn't repaint the walls. Yeah. So even though they yeah. removed all the trash from the set, 
the walls are still just like kind of like drippy and yellow. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And it might have actually been more visually interesting if they did actually repaint the set. So yeah. it was yeah. like, like all out. Yeah. So it was like too clean, you know, like sparkling white. Yeah. You know, to yeah. provide some contrast. Um, yeah, because I, I really like the sets. It's like one of my favorite parts of the movie, aside from Combs. Yeah. Is I thought like they did a really good job making it like thoroughly disgusting. Yeah. yeah. No, you know? that takes work. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. I agree. But I think it's not lit very well because the entire film, I yeah. think, is way too lit. Like, yeah. when we're describing a depressed man living in his apartment watching TV, like, surrounded by pizza boxes and garbage, you have a very specific image in mind where like, it's, it's a dark room and he's, like, lit by the TV set and, like, it's dark behind him. Yeah. But everything is always overlit and you can mm. see every inch of every set at all times, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And That's I actually true. feel like the lighting is really weak and, like, it would have made a tremendous difference if they just relit it. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't actually feel like a lived-in space prior to it being destroyed. Mm. You know, it didn't feel like someone had actually lived there. Like, there'd be lamps and nice stuff and yeah. all that stuff before his depression. I feel like that would have been a mm-hmm. cooler thing to kind of see that progression and then regression. I was complaining that the depression feels fake, where yeah. you're just like, life is shit, man. Yeah. And that also is, like, reflected in just, like, how the apartment looks. Mm. Like. This is the apartment that someone who doesn't have depression thinks of someone who has depression lives in. <laughs> you know, I, it's just yeah. like that's. Yeah. I, get, I feel like we're being really mean, and I'm not meaning to, but I there is a shallowness to like the characters mm-hmm. that bothers me, and I think the way depression is described, like depicted and described, and I think the way like the women are describe you know even like why does he like leia literally because she is a woman who walks by his apartment like that is the kind of like height of her appeal that's like all we know about her that it just yeah it makes it just all feel kind of pointless yeah it feels like shallow but inaccessible in the same way like i like my notes are just like people talking about people's monologues Yeah. yeah and i'm like why do I care that Box Ox came by and talked about breaking a chimpanzee's arm for like five minutes? You ever broke a chimp's arm before? They're real tough. They got bones like they were made of rock. It's like breaking a slab of concrete trying to break a chimpanzee's arm. They won't just let you do it either. They're fighters. They fight dirty. When that arm snaps. Like either, either, here's the thing. You might be listening to this and be like, none of you get it. Yeah. I fully understand. I don't get it. <laughs> it all went over my head or it all went under my feet. I can't tell. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I do actually think bringing up David Lynch kind of makes sense just because there are a lot of people who watch David Lynch movies and they're like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I don't understand the the major ideas of it or I wasn't entertained by what I saw on screen. Like, I think that's what a lot of like normies almost watching Lynch would get Yeah, out of it, you know? But- but yeah, I totally agree. But Lynch does all the stuff where like, if you watch Twin Peaks, like you love Dale, you love Dale Cooper. Oh yeah. yeah. It's on a different level. Yeah. Cooper yeah. is an incredible character. He's so lovable. Charm happening, if yeah. you watch Mulholland Drive, I forget the characters' names, but like you love those characters. Like the first thing you see is her going to Hollywood and wanting to become an actress. And she's like, she's like a lovely person. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And so like you feel for these characters and even a razor head. Like, yeah. Like it doesn't just. He's not an ass. I forget. Does the main character have a name in a racer head? Oh gosh, I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe you know not. better than me. But he doesn't. He's not an asshole. Like you follow his life for a while until you empathize with him. You know, he's like going home from his shitty job into his horrible apartment. You know, 
Yeah. We feel very present with those characters. Like I feel yeah. like Mulholland Drive always really freaks me out, but I it's I think it's because you feel like you are going through what they're going through where yeah. you were ta- this there is a real distance. Like we are very much just watching what is playing out. And I honestly, I think my biggest thing is that the mold doesn't have more of something that it's trying to accomplish in a clear way. Like that. I like that it's evil. I like that. It like wants to spread, but I feel like that needed to be like the thing, like that everything it's doing, which would make more sense too, if the apartment stays disgusting, because that's how like mold spread, like all of these things, like what does the mold actually want could have been really fun as like, it's taking over and it's getting stronger and it's growing and like all of that stuff. And just, I, again, like Jeffrey Combs had great lines. I felt like throughout it. And I love the way he delivered it, but I'm like looking through and I'm just like, they feel really random. Jack, do the mold real solid. All right. Grab up all of your jacks and marbles and bouncy balls and listen to me for a second. Can you do that, Jack? Like, I could, yeah. like, read them, but they just feel, like, kind of without context, like, mm-hmm. and without Jeffrey Combs' voice. It's Yeah. One one great? thing that um, I feel like they didn't do enough with was, is when Combs gives him that little, like, mushroom to eat. Yeah. That's the best part. Like, the it, best, yeah. best part. Yeah. First things first. But I feel like it wasn't effective enough because like already so many like strange things are happening that like the stuff that happens after he eats, it just seems like, Oh, sort of normal. Yeah. Yeah. In in context with everything else that's happening. It it doesn't feel like it did anything. I feel like that is the best part is when like he's talking to the mold and then the mold shoots out this little mushroom and is like, eat this, eat this. And then he eats it and it's like, it makes this disgusting sound. It's all wet. Yeah. And you're like, wet. And you're like, oh, this is when the film's going to take off. This is his descent into madness. Yeah. But then strangely, the opposite happens. Like very shortly afterwards, he cleans up the apartment and shaves himself and things become very normal for a long time. And I liked the part later where he regurgitates the big mushroom and feeds it back to Combs. Like I was like, (laughs) that's kind of fun and interesting. But then I I literally don't remember if there's any outcome of that or if it just happens. Is this film rated PG thirteen or R? Oh gosh, is it R? Uh, it sh- it, I don't know. It should be R. It could be PG thirteen. I feel yeah, like there's actually there's no, not much gore on screen. There's no yeah, like blood. even when she takes off her shirt, we don't see it, right? No. Like it's kind of she's shot from the neck up. What the hell is it called? Motivational growth. <laughs> we don't know the name of the film. It should just be called. Whatever my head. The mold is the only important thing. Well, I feel. Like I have to use the bathroom very badly. Okay. Keep okay. talking. I feel like We're leaving this in. This gets an eighty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. What? It gets an eighty percent. It gets a five point seven on IMDb though. That feels more yeah conflicted. I I mean I do I feel like not to be mean because I do feel like I could see how some people could identify with him. He it's maybe just coming from a very different perspective, and I it's just hard. I think I also had some higher expectations because I'd heard really good things about this and I was really excited about even like the voice role. I really like it when Combs does voice roles. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but like yeah and it seemed like such a unique one like oh he's playing a bunch of mold awesome sign me up yeah i i don't know but i feel like it should have been like this could have been a 20 minute short yeah oh my god if this was a short yeah i I would love it so much more Yeah. yeah if it was like one tv repairman and the manic pixie dream girl yeah he the tv repairman he eats the mold she shows up she gets eaten yeah he like becomes the mold yes um, there was no rating for this movie. Okay. I don't think I don't think they ever applied for a rating. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure they never like widely distributed. Probably, I yeah. don't know. Because again, I, I feel like it would have benefited from going more hard R. You know, yeah, just like, yeah. more gore, more gross stuff. Yeah, more body um, horror, like yeah. weirder. Yeah, yeah. Wait, I so I have a question because I can't yes. remember what fully happens. Does he turn into a version of the mold at the very end? Yes. Before he goes outside, how does he go outside then? Well, he he turns into the mold. I think he becomes then, the mold. As do all things, Jackal. So too shall you return to the earth, a sullen and broken mess. Food for those things at your back while you live. Those things ignore. Your flesh shall try a cacophony, and that life which was once neglected shall hear this song and shall team upon you until there is nothing of you left but the filth and detritus that describe your life. He becomes the mold, and then the whole cycle kind of repeats itself. He just kind of wakes up again, like after he got knocked out. Oh, so so he's got so the thing Combs is kind of offering him is a chance to be the mold. That's maybe like his delusional afterlife. Maybe he's convinced this guy he's going to heaven, but he is just the mold then? I think so. Well, I think the the mold is actually just like trying to keep him in this limbo forever. Because the mold is like decay, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's just because actually like Jeffrey Combs tells him to like, do not answer the door. Don't answer the door again. Yeah. Like, that's his like first advice to him. It's like, don't, a- don't open the door ever again. Yeah. Yeah. But then it tells him to clean up <laughs> and shave, which yeah. is kind of counterintuitive, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, a lot of, I don't know. I, my favorite Jeffrey Combs line is where he's like, where once there was only death, mold has brought a flowering of life. You've infected my apartment with something? Life, Jack. Growth. Where there was once only death, the mold has brought a flowering of life. You're like, okay. If I knew what that fully meant and how it tied into the plot, I feel like I'd be on board. I just, yeah. Well, I interpreted it as Combs has brought us this flowering life. (laughs) It's true. It's true. (laughs) Speaking of the monologues, I'm looking at my notes and there's even like, oh my God. Okay, so the scene where like the mold sucks Leia, his girlfriend, into the cabinet. Yeah. Right? Instead of like having a real human reaction, it literally follows up with him delivering a monologue about panic. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. literally he's like panic. Panic is a sensation when, you know, uh, hormones flow into your body, blah, 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 blah. Panic connects us to the animals. Panic is common. Fire a gun in the zoo, everyone will jump. Even the tigers, it's built in. Yeah. Why are we being explained this? It's like yeah. just reading yeah. a dictionary to us of like what this actor is experiencing. Uh, yeah. my, the Leia yeah. conversation part that I I still am thinking about that I really didn't like is where she's like, 
get out of here. And he's like, okay, I'll leave. And she's like, no, it's a figure of speech, space man. My mom never let me have it when I was a kid. Get out. I'm sorry. No, no, figure of speech, space man. Wait, what? And then she's like, explains to him that it's like his apartment. So even if she told him to leave, he doesn't have to. I don't actually want you to get out. And even if I did, this is your place. And you're just like, I don't like this. This is not how human women Oh, that ever spoken. <laughs> no. Yeah. There was a there was a whole part about him ranting about he wants Gene Roddenberry and Aaron oh, Spelling yeah. to have a fight to the death. All television can be plopped into two main categories. Star Trek and everything else. The everything else is mostly sentimental high school boogie note bullshit, and the Star Trek can only be distinguished by the fact that there's so damn much of it. I'd like to see Gene Roddenberry, the creator of Star Trek, and Aaron Spelling, the creator of well, everything else. Pitted against each other in some sort of barbaric trial by total ass-kicking wilderness survival huntsman thing. We're out of the box. Each man gets a two-pound slab of beef. I it's- don't know. I don't have time for this. It's, 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 it's yet another monologue just straight at the camera. Like... He's yeah. like, eventually, like, you view everything in, in two lenses. Star Trek or not Star Trek. Star Trek is created by Gene Roddenberry. Blah, 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 blah. Everything else is created by Aaron Spelling. Blah, blah. He goes on for a long time. Um, yeah. Also, we were talking that, like, if he knows so much about Star Trek, how come he doesn't recognize Combs' voice coming from the mold? Yeah, that's yeah. a really point. good question. Is that Jeffrey Combs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that he knows a mold? <laughs> we're joking. But that would have been a really funny line, actually. It's like, holy crap, is that Jeffrey Combs? I mean, like, <laughs> you sound like I, way you. I think yeah. that that could have been really funny. I also think it could have made sense if, like, he, the mold was making him experience these situations. And if he kept being like, no, this doesn't feel realistic. Like, if he kept being like, this doesn't feel right, like something's yeah. wrong, mm-hmm. I think it could have then worked. But I, you almost get the feeling that the writer might have, like, felt like this was all good normal dialogue that was actually saying yeah. something yeah and um i need to jiggle the handle of the toilet oh my gosh because <laughs> <laughs> our, well, let me explain oh man uh-huh. so i'm gonna speak i'm gonna let's pretend there's the mold yes uh the flusher in the toilet is a ser- it's a simple contraption a handle tied to a lever tied to a a chain which lend- which raises the plunger which then fills with water the water then activates a buoyant balloon which then activates a switch and reaches a certain height however sometimes <laughs> sometimes a plunger can get stuck for reasons unknown then one has to jiggle the handle i'm about to jiggle the handle right now and i am but that's yeah. how the <laughs> yeah. it all went over my head. I don't get it. See, I <laughs> thought that that was a metaphor for life. You know, that it was like, yeah, life's one big toilet where you have to jiggle the handle sometimes. Sometimes you got to jingle the handle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes more sense to me. <laughs> so, like, Combs is the little balloon thing in the back of the toilet. Yeah. yeah. So you got to jiggle that. And yeah. then it triggers the water to rise and it fills us up with joy because yeah. Holmes is there. Yeah, and then perfect. once we're sated, we don't do another podcast for six months. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's exactly how it is. <laughs> and if anyone was confused by what happened, the toilet in the background of our side was actually, it kept going. Yeah. Our handle, I keep adjusting the machinery of the, I keep like changing the chain length, but yeah. no matter what I do, it's still just like, you got to jiggle it. I mean, it's getting yeah. worse yeah. You're, you're usually really good at fixing these. It makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tangent time. <laughs> Tangent time. <laughs> 
toilets. We had like a, a one, an outlier incident the other day where the <laughs> ball went all the way up, but huh. the toilet didn't stop filling. Oh, so it, it just didn't trigger it. So then the water was over the ball. Yeah. And it was like nearing the top. Now I'm going to, I'm going to give a monologue on (laughs) panic because that was one of those situations where I was like, this is unprecedented. I don't know what to do in this situation. Oh, I'm in the the back of that toilet, like maybe twice a week, just like making sure stuff's functioning. Yeah. It's an older toilet. And yeah, you know, it never fit our bidet, our COVID bidet. It's just sitting in the closet, like (laughs) not shooting anyone's butthole. No. No. Disappointing. I like the phrase COVID bidet. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you, you all know. You, all, you know. all know when the toilet paper was running out and it was like, why well, this is now's our time to get a bidet. And then your 80s toilet's like, mm, yeah. nice try. You know, yeah, it fit. there's a global pandemic, you're looking for any source of joy, buy a bidet online. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. you wait six months for Tushy to get it to you. <laughs> Tushy.com. This is not sponsored by Tushy, but if you want to sponsor us, it's <laughs> it would be great yeah. if the Combs Crew is Combs Crew Podcast is sponsored yeah. by Tushy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't is that what it is? I got I hope that's not like a <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. Film Screw is sponsored by Tushy. <laughs> Order toilet paper for actually significantly more than Amazon. <laughs> it costs a lot more. Yeah, and the delivery, takes, delivery <laughs> takes much longer. <laughs> Six months. You got to plan ahead. Yeah. You just figure you'll need it back. Yeah. yeah, but you know it's not Amazon. Amazon's evil, so just order from Tushy.net instead. Yeah, <laughs> Tushy.org. <laughs> Tushy.org. Uh, was there a part of this movie where he like badmouthed kittens? You know kittens? Kittens are killers, man. They are killing machines. They aren't playing with you and your milk ring or your shoelace or that organic yuppie yarn you use on the bus to show everyone how unique you are for knitting. Uh, they're training to fuck some other animal up. Yes. The main yeah. character? It was in the beginning when he was on the toilet. And <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's saying, why it came to mind. Yeah, he was saying something about, like, just cats love to kill things, which, I mean, is true. Oh, yeah. yeah. But he was saying it in the light that, like, cats were just bad in general. which Just doing what they do. Not not yeah. winning us over with that dialogue. No, no. the fight, <laughs> fighting words. You make us watch you poop and you put down cats. Like, no, you've lost us all. Yeah. You've lost our allegiance. Yep. Well, there's an Onion article that was a better version of that, where it's like a cute picture of a kitten, and it was like, kitten thinks of nothing but murder all day long. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's right. Which which doesn't sound like a good joke until you realize it's actually true. <laughs> yeah. And combined yeah. with a cute picture, it makes sense. And that's kind of the joke he was making, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. What did we miss in the film? We must have missed. Oh, oh God, we missed so goddamn much. Well, maybe, we missed yeah. so much. Yeah. Time to go back and no. go through this step by step. Yeah. So uh. that's uh, uh, we, we can't stop the podcast now because we <laughs> that would be so disorganized. <laughs> It's like it gets to some point where we're just like referencing things that other people don't. It doesn't matter where it's like the thing that shoots out of the wall looks like a pineal gland from (laughs) from beyond, and you're like, who gets that? Holmes heads. That's who. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so maybe maybe the one person who is listening to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was saying earlier that like a lot of times in this podcast, like all these films are a lot of these films have some flaws. You know, yes. they're, they're yeah. not all perfect. Oh. And a lot of times in this podcast, we kind of like talk about like, oh, they should have done this or it would have made more sense if they did this. And this is like the ultimate version of that film where yeah. just like all I could think of is like, 
I kind of get what he was doing, but like, yeah, could have done these other 3000 things and it would have worked so much better. Yeah. 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 And I do want to say like, we're all people who have like creative aspirations and do creative things. And I, we do all have respect for like getting something done. Like this movie got, got done, had combs like as part of it. Like I do have so much respect for that. But it is like, I think um, life is hard. And when you sit down to watch a movie, an hour and 44 minute movie, like you sometimes just want a little bit more. And I felt like. Yeah, I feel like it's it is the antithesis to like a felony where you're watching (laughs) felony and you're like, I wouldn't have done that. But yeah, yeah. (laughs) like every decision that's made, you're like, yes, yes, more. Yes. Yeah. What just happened? I'm in. I hope this movie never ends. (laughs) No notes. It's like, yeah, I wouldn't have jumped through the window, but I'm glad he did. (laughs) Why is he running like that? But that's an amazing choice. I wouldn't have just driven my car off of the bridge. Just landing nose first at the concrete, but he did, and that's awesome. Surely no one could walk away from that. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. And I mean, not to say, too, that every film has to be just entertainment, you know? Like, yeah. not every film has to be just like brainless, dumb stuff. Yeah, no, it's good to send a message. It's good to be about something that people care about. I would say that this feels like a very confused film. This is like a one man movie, you know? Yeah. Like, he wrote the yeah. script and he directed it. You could feel that, you know? I think he yeah. edited it, too. He edited it. Oh, my too, God. Yeah. 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 That makes sense, but like, I don't think he really knew what he wanted to say. Like, he knew yeah. some I, he knew some cool ideas that he thought were cool or interesting or smart. Yeah, that yeah. he thought would be cool to put on screen. Some cool images. I like the idea of like Jeffrey Combs as mold talking to a guy in a gross apartment. It's yeah. a great yeah. idea. Yeah, it's yeah. a great idea. You, there's so many things you could do with that. It's great. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think we are all huge fans of like. A 75 minute, 80 minute movie. (laughs) You know, that's like some of my favorite 80s movies are that. They're 75 minutes. They're lean, they're mean, they get to the point, there's no filler. And this just felt, this was 144 minutes. And it felt like there was just a lot of filler. And I feel like that's what we're reacting to. If it was tighter and just like moved and there was more combs, yeah. I'd be like, yeah. Yeah. And I definitely have, like, I, I do have a preference of like, I just, I'd rather have a silly, dumb, weird movie that, that goes like really hard on gross stuff. Yeah. Then, like, I, I can see how some people do like this, like that it tries to be a little bit more philosophical or is trying to like dip its toes into these deeper issues. I definitely have like a lower tolerance for that. Like, I feel like I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like, just yeah. show me some more green goo. Have someone like puke it up. That's kind of what. And like, yeah, it's to each their to each their own yeah i would just rather like i was kind of bored by some of this and i would rather it be like dumb than boring yeah, yeah. for some reason it made me think of S- scrubs is that the tv scrubs? show rubs like, yeah like, where it's like some it. people love scrubs <laughs> i don't love scrubs that's fine yeah i don't know why it made me think of it I mean, it's yeah. just like a lot of talking and humor yeah. i don't get Actually, yeah. you know who we haven't mentioned that this reminds me so much of actually is like Chuck Palahniuk stuff, like Fight Club. Oh my god! Yes, this reeks of Fight Club. Yes, yes. And, and I do get why some people really like it or really invested in it, and it is one of those things that is a hundred percent where I'm like, it's just not really for me. Like yeah. I understand the appeal. It's not really for me. It's but, not in my yeah. like wheelhouse. Yeah, and I, I don't love Fight Club, but like it's more interesting. 
Because, like, you know what? It's about a fight club. You see guys <laughs> fight. Yeah. You see fighting. This is a film actually without any, like, conflict, you know? Like, he doesn't fight anybody. Box the Ox comes by and threatens him ten times, but nothing yeah. happens. Yeah. Like, a woman like, gets, like, quickly sucked into a cabinet and seemingly, like, vaporized off screen. There's yeah. no conflict, you know? You need something. It kind of reminded me, I was thinking about, like, that last scene, too, where he's, like, just drenched in blood, too, and, like, monologuing at the camera. And I was like, oh, this is, like... Greddy Stanellis, like American psycho like that mm-hmm. type of monologue mm-hmm. and even maybe t- taking that shot from that movie, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's not I, my cuppa. Yeah. <laughs> a, a friend of ours, Simon has a phrase that I often think about a lot. And he says um, when he doesn't want to um, insult someone when they present something creative to him, but you know, it's not great. He says, you have a lot of ideas. <laughs> yeah. 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 Ideas. And it, no, and it, it's good to have a lot of ideas. There is merit in that, but that this, Oh, this movie. Yeah. It, it had a lot of ideas. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's, yeah. It, it didn't have the character journey. That's all it is. I think. Like, yeah. What yeah. is the film? Like the whole film is like a symbol of this guy's progression through limbo to the afterlife. Like yeah. the film is that symbol and everything that happens is that symbol. But like, I really can't say how the character grew. I, I can say the events that happened, but I can't say how they affected the character in any way. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, I feel like it's one of those things too, that I, I was almost like resistant to at some time where I'm like, I don't know if every movie needs like a, a theme. And then yeah. you kind of realize like, no, I mean, they do like it's better <laughs> if there's like a good theme that's kind of baked into every scene. And it's what the movie is saying. Like that is, something that I think every movie I love has really strong. And like this movie doesn't have a theme. Well, you know, that's the funny thing is I think it does like, because ultimately the message is supposed to be just like, you know, get out of your house and resist the call of decay, I guess, you know? Yeah. yeah. It doesn't so, like, do a good job with it though. That's a, yeah. theme, that's a, that's <laughs> a theme it ostensibly has. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. But just, they just, do a bad job of communicating the theme, I guess. Yeah, it's not really like present through. It don't, you don't feel like that is something that comes up a lot. Yeah. It's kind. I think that that was like my issue with the ending. Is it felt very much like they were like, now that's what we're saying. Like you could have communicated everything this film had to say with like the first five minutes, then the last like eleven minutes. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Just everything like because he's depressed, he tries to kill himself. The mold has him stay in, tells him not to open his door. Then the girl comes in and he decides to leave at the end. He realizes he needs to leave. But just so much in the middle, it's nearly impossible to tell how it actually like contributes to his character growth. I, I have a question for you guys. Like One of the mantras of the podcast is Combs cannot fail, but Combs can be failed. <laughs> Do you think this movie failed Combs? Oh yeah, this movie failed Combs. Uh, well, I, you know, Combs again did a great job. Like It's funny because a lot of the dialogue I would describe as pseudo-intellectual. Mm-hmm. But Combs is like his ability is to like be able to say anything with 110% energy yeah. and make it read like it's supposed to, you know. Out there, out there, Jack is a wet t shirt contest in a nursing home. Out there is running against Reagan in 84. Out there is locking yourself up for the better part of forever, stuck in front of the boob tube, eating eight day old takeout from the floor. This isn't out there, bub. This is an opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that Combs saves this movie. Like Combs yeah. is this movie's yeah. salvation. Yeah. yeah. And I can't I, imagine this movie without Combs. It would be really 
something. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And I kind of, I, I almost think the movie did Combs a service in having him just be the mold. Yeah. You know, that he's, that That's he's, true. he's not looking at us in the face. It's just this puppet. So we just get the Combs's, the wise Combs voice, you know, talking yeah. to us, but we don't have to see his face because I think that was my main thing with all these people. It's like, I'm sick of looking at your face. Counterpoint. Yeah. And I think I brought this up. Combs plays every character. That, <laughs> if yeah. he's the depressed guy, if he's Leia, if he's the mold, like, I mean, that's Combs it, in his underwear, like, just monologuing at the camera, that's something. You've got something there. Yeah. I'm not yeah. trying to be mean to the main actor. Like, I know he did. But, like, you have Combs. Combs just everywhere. let him play all the roles. Yeah. I mean, it but makes sense, makeup. too. Every time. like, you know, if it is the mold influencing what's going on in his brain, maybe yes. all those characters in his brain are Combs. Yes. Yeah. I think it could have started with him making the chlorine gas. Like, just that's the first scene. And then he edits Combs and he falls and there's the mold. <laughs> And then it's just him, combs. just just combs, just yeah. combsing yeah. out. I will, I will say, like that's an interesting point. Where like I do think the film would make more sense thematically if the mold spoke in his voice, whoever the main character is, you know. Yeah. yeah. Because then it is like you know the devil on your shoulder. You like kind of like trying to drag you back down. I guess. Yeah. Like, it's a way that could have gone. Yeah. 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 All right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So we watched 2013's Motivational Growth after many people recommended it to us. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. (laughs) And that's the last time we ever listened to it. What was your favorite part? (gasps) Jeffrey As the mold. Yeah. The mold. The, the titular mold. mold. Oh, the mold provides. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm just so tired of all this mold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a good title. Boy, am I sick of all this mold. <laughs> I keep I keep forgetting the film is actually called Motivational Growth and it's not called The Mold, actually. The Mold. The Mold is a better. I did like the part, too, where Jeffrey Combs says, you're talking to the mold. <laughs> I like when he says, the mold's the mold. <laughs> uh, here's something we didn't even touch on, oh. which was a major part of the movie. <laughs> okay, let's talk about it now. <laughs> is, that, <laughs> is that the movie is broken up into like, Eight different oh, segments, oh all God. with all with words that describe oh, the title yeah. of the segment that I didn't clock at all. Well, that's oh, I well, mean, that, yeah, that's just I forgot going back about to that. the pretentiousness yeah. of this movie. But that was like a like, thing. That was like a major part of the structure that uh, did I, not work for me. Like title cards, yeah, yeah, yeah title cards exactly. I, I audibly groaned every time one of those popped up. It's like, oh, fella, come on. Yeah, one was, <laughs> one was motivational growth. I, mean, I remember that one. Early I, that on. one, yeah, that one upset me because I think I like thought that the movie was almost over at that point. I was like, <laughs> oh, motivational growth. This is going to. 15 minutes. And then in. I think that that's where I started to have the realization that I was like, oh, this is not a short. This is a full length movie. I love this too. We are essentially recording this on the 10 year anniversary of its release. <laughs> it came out June 7, 2013. Happy anniversary. <laughs> He's like, like, think about stuff we did 10 years ago. Yeah. If I looked true. at it like that, I'd be like, oh my God. Yeah. We've actually, women, yeah. depiction of women in movies in 2013, it could have been way worse. True. Yeah. I, we yep. might have, like, yeah. 
kind of gotten away with a with not being traumatized but speaking of traumatized <laughs> i do i don't think you can come back from having a character straining to poop while making eye contact like so early in it was not earned you know no. i was just like no i feel like you're taking advantage of the fact that i'm here for jeffrey combs to do something weird and i don't i don't consent to it exactly it put me on edge for the rest of the movie. I was yeah. just like, "Yeah, like oh god, you can poop at any time." <laughs> yeah. Oh no, like that's the real horror of a horror movie. Like, oh no, this man could possibly do that again. Yeah. yeah. Um, One thing that I think is funny, speaking of Jeffrey Combs, is like. Speaking of Jeffrey Combs, oh. is like oh. th- this is one of those movies that has like multiple art artwork for it. Mm. Like, if you look on IMDb, it has this kind of cool illustration. Actually, like it's like a kind of line work illustrative thing it looks good but then i think there's like a dvd or blu-ray which just looks so shit and the, it's just like a guy's mouth screaming right at the camera and it says jeffrey combs in motivational growth that that's one? not the one i've seen oh. No. Oh, i think man. there's like a hundred covers for this thing man. oh my there god are, there's so there's many so many but there's like as time goes on they just make jeffrey combs's name larger and larger that and like make the artwork smaller and smaller this is what i'm thinking of oh where it's gosh. just like it's just a guy screaming oh, oh no that's bad I it, feel they're like- almost like satires of other movie covers like well, this one looks like the scanner darkly yeah. i've never seen that one but i think the, the one hell? you just showed dan i think that that's the one i'd seen before and yeah. it gave me such a different idea of the movie that looks like I a mean, torture porn almost. yeah well and i really did think I, it was gonna be more more like um like the uh the stephen king um oh yeah a creep show. Creep show. Yeah. It's a, it's a classic one. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I tried to, speaking of covers, I was like, I should type the log line into the AI and see what image it gets me. And I yeah. think oh, I got man. put on a list because it's like, a man commits suicide. Oh, no. and it's, and it's like, it's like you, the terms of service don't allow you to generate oh. this image. I was like, oh, shit. Whoops. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah. Adobe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, is that using the Photoshop one? Yeah. <laughs> I'm to try that thing. Yeah. It's a. Uh, uh, I'm like, put a cat in here, and it's like a cat with seven eyes and a mouth that looks like an orifice. And you're like, no, that's terrible. Of course not. Like, oh, let me see if I. I haven't shared them just because they're like spooky. Since now we're just in the showing each other pictures segment like of the yeah. podcast. Yeah. So, you eat any good sandwiches recently? Look at this one. Whoa. What the hell is that? Wow. It's even worse than I was expecting. <laughs> Look at that yeah. face. What yeah. happened? What happened? Oh, that was this, horrible. This is all staying in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're just looking at JPEGs now. Yeah. <laughs> Come for a shitting on the movie stay for us just looking at JPEGs, JPEGs. on our phone. That you can't see. We're not even going descri- to no, you can't see them. <laughs> We're not even going to describe them. No. <laughs> We're just going to like, barely react. We're like, look at, look at this. Wow, that's interesting. Look at this. Wow, that's amazing. Oh, wow, that's so good. Uh, Maybe I should stop recording, though. Are we done? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think we're, I think I think we're good. Yeah. 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 Tune in next time, folks. See you next year. <laughs> Thanks for coming. <laughs> Tune in next time for Honky Tonk Freeway. Yay! In which a man shits and talks <laughs> yeah. and then kills himself. Uh, yeah. Hey, we haven't seen it. You don't know. And the Honky Tonk. <laughs> oh, should we do predictions for Honky Tonk Freeway right and now? The Honky Tonk Freeway is a symbol of the afterlife. No. And it's just a man just uh, shitting and monologuing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>